We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, what up? It's like a trainer. Yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for clicking on our conversation with Taylor Holder. By the way, I'm trying to do this back in the studio. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But uh, here we go. Let's zoom. Let's do this. What's going on, dude? Oh, just chilling. You're, uh, it's weird. You're my first interview technically back in the studio. Oh, no way. Yeah. I mean, you're not here, obviously. You're you're in a very lavish home. What is behind you? What are you? <laughs> this is uh, my. Uh, it's the fireplace in the uh, the library that we have here. Yeah, but there's no books on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've been meaning to work on that one. Uh, just haven't got around to it. Slow and steady. Where are you? Like, do you, so do you uh, live at the Triller House? Yes, sir. So we're we're located in Calabasas. Okay, got it. So you got to bring me into your zone and into your life a little bit because you have a Christmas record on the way, which I find fascinating. I just need to like, has music always been a want for you or like, what's the motive? Yes. So uh, music has has always been a passion for me. Uh, I grew up racing dirt bikes my whole life uh, since I was three years old um, and played sports my whole life. Um, Music has always been something that's been such like a like I've wanted to get into it but I never really had like the knowledge or the team behind me to like really like attack um that that career so um you know being being an influencer and and making you know so many different connections and and producers and you know writers and all that stuff kind of like brought me more into the music space where I wanted to be um and over the last I would say probably about year and a half is whenever I really got to like start working hard on music and and just building that out is the Christmas song going to be your first official record out in the world? So, so no, I, I dropped, I dropped a record. It was probably like a year and a half or two years ago or something like that. Um, it was called fall back. Um, okay. but I'm, I, I actually believe I'm taking it down just to like start over, like actually do music. Um, I, I released it a few years back cause you know, I had some followers and, and the current team I was with, they were like, you should put out some music like that, just cause like I had a platform and looking back at that now, I wish I really, I, I, I wish I really would have kind of sat back and found um, my sound and found like, you know, what I really, really wanted to do with music. Um, but, you know, whatever it happens. And now I'm, I've been working for the past year and a half, really finding my sound, what type of music I want to go in the lane I want to go to and just really working towards that. That's the thing, right? Because like the truth is like you're really young and sometimes you're with people who are like quick and easy money. You got to milk it now. But yeah. like, the reality is like you're building and you have decades in front of you. Like we're not talking about like a couple of years. We're talking about like a long career if you play your cards correctly. That's one thing that I almost messed up with. I feel like is is in this industry, you, I think you, you get so like nippy, like you want to just grab the money as fast as you can and have a lot of money. And then you lose, like you kind of lose everything instead of just like being patient, sitting back and just working on building something that's 
that's longevity instead of just like some quick bags you can grab here and there. Yeah. And that like finding your sound, whatever that sound may be, like that's not just like solely uh, meant for music. It'd be anything, you know, it's like, because would, would you say the content you make on TikTok is a passion of yours or has it just been a way to kind of build a profile and get out there and, and touch people? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both, you know, um, I enjoy making content with, with my friends and family. It, it's the best feeling in the world. And also, you know, it's, it's something that I need to focus on career wise is taking, you know, building a platform to, you know, take that career to the next level and, and give people, you know, a bunch of different things like, you know, take them over to the music side, the acting side, the modeling side, you know, use that platform to like build other places as well. Is this, is any of this like a surprise to you or did, is this a part of your plan? It's honestly, so it's always been a part of my plan and a part of like this like dream that I've wanted, but it also has been such a surprise because I, I, I've been doing this for about five years now. Um, I moved out to LA when I was 18 originally. Um, and I actually moved out before I, I didn't even have like 10,000 followers. I just wanted to do it. I was just like a kid with a, a passion and a dream. And um, I ended up meeting um, some other big influencers and, and stuff like that and started collabing and et cetera. And I, and I had like, a, I started on musically actually back in the day. So it was, um, I had like a little pop there and, and everything was going pretty well. And, um, and I actually ended up stopping musically cause there was some, there were some problems with the actual team there. And there was like, that's why like musically kind of died off was because me and a lot of the other big creators kind of like decided to stop posting on it because the actual behind the scenes of, of musically was, was not really like being fair. Um, and so I stopped social media for, for, honestly, probably about a year or so and kind of started going on my downfall. I was like kind of falling off. And, um, and I was living, uh, I had Bryce Hall living with me at the time and we were kind of like trying to get back in the game and make YouTube videos and stuff like that. And then we hung out with a few of the now like new generation, like TikTok kids and, and stuff like that. Like John and, um, Richards you, and Jaden, all those people. Yeah. Yeah. So they used to all live at the house with me and Bryce and, and stuff like that. And, and they just became family to us quick. Like I, we, we fell in love with them and they were amazing. And, and they kind of honestly brought us into the whole TikTok world. And, um, and it just honestly like blew up out of nowhere and just completely changed our lives. It was such a surprise to me how fast and, and like the conversion of it too is like no other, like I've never had something that converts so well to like Instagram and stuff like that. Was there a point before where you're like down to like leave social media if it wasn't going to hit? Were you trying yeah, to- was so- so there was a, a lot of times actually, like, to be honest with you, um, I, the whole like four years before, cause I got on TikTok about a year ago. Um, but the whole four years before that was, I, I was honestly broke. Like I had no money. My, I was living off like my parents' money. Um, my mom was paying my rent out here. Like, uh, you know, there was a point in time where actually like my parents are such a big reason as to where I'm, why I'm here. Like they were about to sell their house in Texas just to like keep me out here and we had like a little like travel trailer they were going to live out of that and like a little mobile home place but um and you know uh tiktok honestly changed my life it, it and over the last year i've been you know doing really well with finances and been able to give back to them and help a lot as well so it's actually so crazy how everything like laid out and planned so you've had no money at one point now you have a lot of money and social media stars like love to spend money how do you make sure that you don't kind of blow through it all would you say you have a lot of money? Because like, um, you know, it, it, there's varying degrees of, you know, richness and, and, and yeah, I mean, I would say in no way, shape or form, I am where I want to be. Um, um, as far as like taking care of my family and stuff like that. 
Um, I, I, I make do with what I got. I, I get by. Um, and with the whole, like, you know, saving money and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a partner with like my mom and stuff. Like my mom's like really big into like real estate. She wants to get into it. We we're working right now on like prop, like, uh, building properties and selling them. And, you know, I'm trying to get more into like the real estate side and investment. So I have a lot of money put aside for that. Um, and keep my like actual spending money kind of lower. I kind of limit myself a month. You know, there's sometimes where like, um, you know, I was never able to like really like buy stuff for myself, for my friends or my family. So like, I'll, I'll get like expensive gifts for myself sometimes and stuff like that, just to like, cause I've worked hard, you know, but other than that, I'm, I'm really trying to like invest and put money to the side to like, you know, be solid in case, cause you know, this is all never promised like forever, you know, so it's all temporary. So you got to be ready for that. If, if, if it was to be done tomorrow. So what made you want to get a Lamborghini? Cause I know it's probably like your dream car. A lot of people say cars are a terrible investment, but I saw that you just got a brand new white Lamborghini. The yeah, worst investment. Um, it, it definitely is my dream car. So about a year ago, um, I bought the Tesla. Um, so the Tesla and the Lamborghini were my two dream cars. Um, I bought that back in like probably January or something like that. And I, had a had a friend that like sells cars and stuff like that and, and gave me an amazing deal on the Lambo and and I just like I just had to do it I was like this is literally my dream and I feel like I've been working really really hard this last year and I feel like I deserve it for myself you know so um I definitely I, I got that and I, I have a like a little slingshot thing as well but we've had that for like four years it was like something that we've been like paying on and like little like amounts like each month but um so yeah, but those two cars are my dream cars. I'm kind of like tapped out now. I'm like, I'm not really buying anything else. I just wanted that. It was like goals of mine to reach that. So I mean, I don't even know how you have time to drive two cars, the three. Technically, <laughs> like that. I mean, that's insane. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like I have, I have like because the, the Tesla has seven seats in it. So it's like kind of like which one I prefer. Like if I'm like if I'm with just like one of my friends you, and we're gonna go you drive do a Model X. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, sir. Geez, that's ba- that's a, that's an eighty thousand dollar car at a minimum yes sir and by the way i think it's the ugliest tesla on the inside (laughs) on the inside yeah i hate i hate and i i drove uh what there's the s i i have a three and i I have the the cheapest tesla you have the most expensive tesla (laughs) yeah well they're like all the same thing it's just kind of more room and you know stuff like that i think i think like i like so my friend tony lopez has a uh has the model three and he like I drove it before, and it's like a, it's like a little go kart to me. Like yes. it's like so small and like a little go kart, and it's kind of like how the Lambo is. But um, I just liked the 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 the, the butterfly the door, the doors or whatever. Yeah. So I I just liked that factor, and the, the, this I always have like an entourage with me. Like I, I live with a bunch of people out like always and stuff like that. So I just kind of it was more convenient for me. Zach Sancho. Hey, beautiful human. I, I gotta hit pause real quick to tell you about my favorite deodorant, Native Dio. It's changed the way I live, and I don't leave house without putting it on. They have their brand-new candy cane scent just in time for Christmas. I just added it to my collection. I smell very minty fresh, very cheery. But, uh, yeah, Native Dio is for you. It's for anybody who wears deodorant because it's made better, it works better, it smells better, and it's made with things that you and I understand, like coconut oil and shea butter. It's also vegan. It's never tested on animals. It's aluminum-free, and the whole buying experience is risk-free. There's 14,000 five-star reviews. Also, you can make returns and exchanges all within 30 days. 
I'm telling you, Native is it for deodorant. They've changed the deodorant game for the better. Plus, did I mention that they have scents like candy cane? Don't you want to smell like a candy cane? Don't you want those in your life to smell like a candy cane? Get the gift of Native for you or for somebody you love this Christmas. I'll give you 20% off your first order. Just go to nativedo.com slash Zach. That is nativedo.com slash Zach. Go there to order. You'll smell great. Zach Sang Show. I want to ask a question. You were talking about how you and Bryce were close. So I, I've always wondered, like, how did you end up in the Hype House and not, like, as a Sway member? Yeah, dude. So um, it, it was kind of it's, – it's funny because they both approached me. Um, and we, we actually all lived together before that, like I said, in, in the house in Glendale that I had. And they all individually, like uh, – um, started like living with me. We had like Chase Hudson at one point and we had, uh, you know, Josh and Jaden and all of them. They would like, a few of them didn't like live with me, but they would come out for like weeks at a time and they would all stay at our house. And, um, and we had like this idea of starting a bigger content house and um, we were looking for bigger houses and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, each, each of us got like different business opportunities and, um, and they were really great opportunities for everybody. So we ended up kind of like splitting different ways, but like still we're family, you know, it was, it was still great no matter what. And I was still collabing with them at Sway and, and them at Hype House and all that stuff. And then quarantine hit us like really, really hard. And so it was me and Nate was my roommate at the time. And Kellyanne was all, has always been my best friend. She was one of the first people I've ever met in LA. And so we were kind of like on lockdown. So we just started making videos together in my apartment in North Hollywood. And we blew up kind of as like a trio. And, um, and then Hype House hit us up and was like, yo, like, would you guys want to come in? You know, we're getting a bigger house. We, a few members left and all that stuff. So like, we're, we're looking to scout a few more people. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love you guys. Like, sure. Why not? Let's do it. And then like, it was like right after they asked me, then Sway asked me. So it was kind of like, I like I already committed here, but like, I'm all like, we're all family still. Like I'm going to be with you guys no matter what. So uh, yeah, that's kind of like how that happened. So, but you're in the Triller house who is that technically the hype house? Uh, so no, it's, it's uh, so Triller just kind of helped me bring, this like dream that I had to life. Um, so they, I've always had since the beginning of when me and Bryce and Jaden, all them, we were trying to get bigger houses and do the whole content house thing before content houses were a thing. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, I've always had this dream of having like a whole compound basically of like, you know, just a big property to where you have so many different things. Like um, whenever I got this house, I, I built a dirt bike track in the backyard. I have a basketball court. We have a bowling alley. We had like, Oh, I was going to put a skate park in a boxing ring because I'm a fighter as well. Like I, I basically wanted it just as this, like, like I didn't want it a content house to be honest with you. I don't like, even though it is a content house, but I just like call it the compound just because it's like a compound, you know? What was that? This is exclusive to your crew only. So no, 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 no. So I, I wanted it to be like, all my friends could come over and make content. Like I'd be like, yeah, you want to come to the compound? Like stuff like that. But I didn't want to like make it on the internet, like a content house, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, cause I feel like content houses are so oversaturated. Like I've lost count of them now. There's, there's so many of them. And it's like, you really can only do it great once or twice, you know? And I feel like that's what Sway and Hype did very, very well was um, they, they strategically did it very, very well. And they're like the top main ones and, and they killed it in that way. Um, but that's why I didn't want to try to compete with another house. I just wanted to, you know, be a family and create content together in, in an amazing property and just have the times of our life and make great memories. And Triller pays the bills. Yes, sir. So is that how you knew it was time to move out of the Hype House because you got this amazing opportunity? Well, we, we actually, um, because uh, 
we were all paying rent at the hype house. We were all, and, um, and me, I'm just kind of like, I'm a little bit older than, than most of the people. And so I kind of just, I just really wanted, I, when we moved in there, it wasn't a permanent thing. We always were like, we're going to be here for a few months and, and stuff like that. But um, we, I just kind of wanted my own space and um, I'm kind of like, I'm like a weird, like dominant person. Like I like to be in, in like, I don't like to be told like what I can do when I can't do it, who I can bring over. You know, I'm, I like want to just kind of like do what I want because I'm grown and like, you know what I mean? Um, but like, I love everyone there and it was great living there. I just think that like some people are great and, but just some people aren't great to live with, if that makes sense. Or like some environments aren't great to live in and that environment wasn't necessarily for me, but like, doesn't take away anything of like how I feel about them individually. I love them all. Um, and this is just, this has just been like a dream for me. I've always wanted to build something with a group of my friends and just like have the time of our lives and just kill it together and know? document it all. I'm assuming that's what you're doing. Right. So that's a part of the deal. Is there fear that it goes away? Because like, I mean, like you always, of course, have to keep that in the back of your mind that like nothing is ever forever. You know, eventually everything has an end eventually. Um, but you know, in the time I just wanted to help everyone. Like, that's why I did this is I've always been a person that's like helped people, um, throughout, throughout like my career, like whether it's, you know, helping them gain or helping them with finances or, or helping them with anything is that's why I started this was, was not to just have a content house and make content, but like, but to, um, to like help these young generations and like these young kids that have so much talent or, or so much work drive to be something like to help them get to where they want, whether it is an actress, an actor, a model, a singer, uh, whatever, I have connections everywhere you could possibly think of. So helping them grow that platform to move over into that, um, that, that what they want to do for the rest of their life, you know? Now you, you mentioned, you're in Calabasas. Is there anything you miss about being right in the middle of everything in LA? Cause you were right in the Hills like yeah, a couple months ago. I mean, it's, it's like a, a blessing and a curse. If that makes sense. You know, there's, I miss like being so close to my friends, but like also at the same time, it's great not being near them because it's also such a distraction. So it's like being way out here, it makes us so like, and that's what I tried to like pitch to hype and, and to like all these places and, and uh, Sway actually does a really good job of it now. And, and I'm pretty, I think hype does as well, but at the beginning, you know, because it, it's such a popping thing at the beginning, like right when you start these, these houses and like everyone wants to just be around it and all, cause it's like, you know, um, I think that uh, people will like, like they're so accessible if that makes sense. Like, and then, and then in my opinion, like not in like a, a mean way or anything, but there's, there's like, whenever you're so accessible, it makes you less valuable. And um, so my thing is being out here, it's so far from like Hollywood and everyone. So they don't want to drive out here all the time. So it makes it easy for us to not be so accessible and have so many distractions just showing up at the house always. Um, that's one thing with like a lot of these houses is they have so many people just coming in and out, in and out, in and out, grabbing things and then just like heading out, you know, getting what they can get and just out of there, you know? I was saying it's very, those houses, the house is very dirty. You know, there's a lot of people going in and out. They don't even wipe their shoes. Okay. Yeah. Taylor, yeah, and, and I, we have a nice schedule here and, uh, and everything we, we, you know, like, I think just like the work ethic is what makes us so different. And, and like that family, you know, like that's one thing with like these houses that I've been in. And even, even when I was living in one, you know, like that, that, that family feeling that like bond that like, it's like, it was crazy to me. I, I've said this multiple times. It's like, it's crazy how you can live in such a big house with so many people and still feel so lonely and feel like you have no friends in that house because it's so big. And like everyone, you know, sleeps in till, 2 p.m. doesn't even really communicate together. There's like, there's like little like 
clicks. There's like groups that like hang out together and like the other ones like hang out together and they never come together. So that's why like here we try to do like, we, we, we do like family dinners uh, every week and like movie nights and breakfasts and, and like, you know, just like, that was my main thing is, is, is family. Um, I feel like you can never, you know, all live together and, and be successful if you guys don't get along or can't communicate, you know, that's, that's one thing is like, I feel like a lot of people have communication skills, uh, like bad communication skills. It always seemed like you were a perfect kind of middleman. Like you were friends with the Sway boys living in the hype house. And, you know, like not everyone gets along, whether it's real or exaggerated or who knows what's going on. Did yeah. that ever get awkward for you? Whether it was like Thomas and Bryce or Josh and Chase, whoever it may be. Yeah. So it's actually funny. Cause like, I was always like the little like middleman, you know, even with like the little dramas between them and, and stuff like that, you know, we would eventually come, come together and all sit down and, and talk. And I would like me being like so close with everyone. And like, I don't really have beef with anybody. I just like to like help, like make people, I love love. Like, I don't know. It sounds so cheesy, but like, I love people getting along. Like, I don't like beefing um, and stuff like that. So, um, but some of it was a little harder, like the Bryce and Thomas stuff. That was, that's kind of like still been a struggle to like really get them to like, and even when we living there, like I couldn't, you know, it was kind of hard to bring Bryce over and, and hang out with him because he has, he's been my best friend since I moved out here. So, um, but you know, like I, I separated my time and, and took my time out and go to there if I wanted to, or, you know, we would figure out ways to make it happen. No, no one ever got like, it was never like childish to where like, if I went over to Sway house, like Thomas and Hype house would be mad at me. Like even like other members in the Hype house would go hang out with Sway. Like it was like always very civil. They just, we were very mature about it. like if, if one of us just didn't like each other, then those two just didn't hang out. We all still like kind of like did everything together. Um, but yeah. Did you ever just look at them and be like, guys, is there an actual issue here? Let's just settle this. Let's be friends. Or is there like, like there, there was, there was multiple of those moments actually. They're like with like even Thomas and Bryce, there was like multiple moments where like they didn't like each other. They would come together. And like, I think they even posted about it. Like they did like a TikTok and like stuff like a YouTube video where like they like kind of squashed everything and then it was cool again. And then I don't even know what happened to start it again, but they, they, something else happened. And then it was, so this is a lot of back and forth always, especially with the internet, you know, people say stuff on the internet sometimes and then people take it too literal or people this and that and that. And then it just kind of gets all mixed up and yeah. But this is the shit people want, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's, that's, that's what like I honestly, I like hate so much about this industry is people love and feed off of that like negative energy. I'm like, why do you love to see people fighting or negative and like all this stuff? It's like, why can we not, be just like back in the day, like I was in like the generation of like MagCon. It's like whenever I first started like that group. And it was so like, it was always so like positive and fun. And it's just like making content with your friends. And it's like, now it's such like a competition. It's like you, if you don't have like something to benefit these people or you don't have as much followers as them, then you can't hang out with them. And I'm like, none of that matters. Like this is all materialistic that doesn't separate you or make you any better than one another. And I think just people like, because people have in their mind, they're like, oh, what can I get from this person? How can I benefit from this person? They're never like, oh, let's just like, what about like a friendship? What about like family? What about like, like actual relationships and actual like real stuff that matter in life besides how much money can I make? How many followers can I grab from this person and then go on to the next, you know? What changes in social media that, that kind of, kind of fuels the, the change of tide from family to competition? As in like from like the negativity on the internet or just in general with like one another? Well, because the truth is neg the negativity wasn't always there, right? Like, like you said, like, you know, that the era that you came up in was very real. I don't, I don't know when it switched over, but for me, I see TikTok is like, 
one of the most like mean and like blunt platforms I've ever been on. I didn't really see it until I was on TikTok. And like the comments on there are, they have no chill. They are crucial. They do not care what they say or if they hurt your feelings. Um, but like Instagram for me and everything else has always been like pretty positive. Like there's like always like some ignorant people that'll like, or whatever, that'll like make a, a, a stupid comment to you and try to get under your skin. But there's like very few of those, honestly. How did you meet the people that you crafted this Christmas record with? I'm assuming they're the people who also live in the house with you. Yes, sir. So I, uh, so Kelly and Nate, I, they were actually, um, like some of the first two people that I met in LA whenever I first moved out here. And I'm a very, like, I keep my group pretty small. I'm, I like stick with people that like have always rode with me and stuff like that. So Kellyanne was actually, I believe me and her lived in the same apartment complex. So back in the day, 1600 Vine was like the pop and place, like the W yeah. and all that stuff. That was like the popular place for all like the Viners to live in and, and all that stuff. So I moved in there and me and Kellyanne met um, and we just became super, super close. And over the last five years, we've just always been really close. Um, I found out recently that she also has a passion for music and, and I heard her sing and, and she was amazing. And um, so we, we, uh, and we already had this like trio from being quarantined and like that we blew up as this trio and we all love Christmas. So we were like, let's, let's do it. Let's like, you know, and Nate, I met him actually on set for, uh, back whenever I was acting a lot more uh, for this, it was like a little pilot for a TV show or something like that. I don't even think it ever came out, but that's how we met was on set. And uh, he was singing on set and I was like, Oh dude, you're like mad talented. Like, like let's, let's hang out later this afternoon and like jam out and sing. Cause I play guitar and piano and like all those instruments and he ended up coming over and we just like vibed. It was just like a great, like it just instantly clicked. And then I think like not even a year later, we ended up moving in with each other and it was great. Um, so yeah. all organic, nothing is forced. So organic. And that's what I love about it. It's like everything, even like my current relationship, my friendships, like everything is just has always been so organic and not forced at all, you know, and, and that's what I love. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. So, are you guys going to go as like the trio as a music group moving forward? Or is this just a one-time thing with the Christmas song? Um, you know, we'll we'll probably we're going to see how this does. But even like whether it flops or does amazing, I think that like you know our relationship is so great definitely end up doing stuff together more because it was so fun um you know being in that creative vibe with everyone and, and creating like i love creating um as far as like music careers and stuff um you know who knows what the future holds if if something gets picked up and we become a trio you know or whatever but um i think it's just kind of like we feel it out as we go but i'm i'm actually working on my own solo career with music and stuff like that i, I plan on dropping uh my actual first single as like an artist um on the first of 2021 that's like the date we're going towards so that's yeah. super exciting I'm, I'm i already have the song i'm dropping and um about to film the music video for it so what is the sound what are we going with what, what is there a genre I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going towards uh towards like the r&b wave um i feel like there's there's no one really doing it right now so i um i really want to i i've always loved r&b so Don't i really want to like hear that back. Don't let Justin yeah. hear that. Nobody's doing R and B. What was that? You said nobody's doing R and B, and I said, "Don't let Justin Bieber hear that." 
he uh <laughs> no, he's he's great dude he was he's probably one of the best that did it you know he he's, uh, he's someone i look up to a lot but um yeah i just think that it's not really like r&b isn't talked about or like a, a thing right now i think like the world's moving towards like rock right now like that type of genre and it's lit i love it um and most of my roommates love it actually but um yeah i don't know i've always had this strong passion for r&b um it just hits different to me and ballads i love ballads like stuff that actually is like going like uh, writing uh, music is, is like kind of where I go away and like leave this, this like thing and just go and like be myself and just like, remember like, and just like really vent. Like I, I have a bad problem with like opening up and talking to people about my problems and my music is really where I let it all out of like how I feel and you know, what I'm going through and stuff like that. So. Uh, so you write, is that your strength in the music world? So I, I play, I play guitar, piano, drums, um, like as, as weirdly as it is, but I play saxophone as well. Oh, um, but, um, and I, I write and I produce, I co-produce. I'm like learning. I used to produce in, uh, in, in FL and I was like really good at it. And I tracked my vocals in FL as well. And <laughs> I, through like meeting other producers, it's, it's like, they were like, that is the worst thing you could track your vocals. And so I was like, okay. Like, then they all mentioned like pro tools and stuff like that. So now I have my like, hands-on guy's name's glenn travis he's actually an amazing artist himself um but I, he's like me and him are the, do everything together he's like helping me like you know produce on pro tools and, and track vocals on pro tools and all that stuff so um but yeah me and him write all my stuff i'm a writer and a co-producer kind of thing i'm like trying to like learn that lane i'm like a person i like to like do it all myself so that all fascinates me yeah you can learn that's cool and, and by the way a fruity loops is the program you were shouting out there uh right that's fl yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty program, but it gets the job done. <laughs> it does. I, I mean, I, I, what I was making with it sounded, sounded good. Uh, you know, I, I was making do with it, but uh, yeah, from, from the switch from FL to pro tools, it's like vocal, like just like the Christmas of it and everything was just like next level. It was, it was crazy. And then I upgraded mics and then it was just a whole nother ball game. It was, it was crazy. Did you announce the name of this Christmas song yet? Like, are we allowed to say the name? I don't know. Yeah, of course. It, it's, uh, we, we did, uh, well, I don't know if we did, but we can say it. It, it was, uh, it feels like Christmas. Um, it's an original. So like we, we, uh, it was original we wrote and stuff like that and, and uh, wrote with a few of our buddies. Uh, they're, uh, they're actually a trio and he, they're amazing producers and writers as well called the Grays. So. Oh, oh, cool. So like why Christmas though? I mean, that's like really scary and there's a lot of pressure on a Christmas record because uh, I don't know if you know this, not many people create Christmas smash hits. We might've did it. I don't know. We, yeah. I'm sure we Mark might have. I can't wait till you guys hear it. Uh, we, we have heard that. it. Oh, you have heard it. Yeah, we have it. That's why we have it. But I just didn't know if we were allowed to like talk about it because I, I don't oh, know. If yeah. What do, you, I mean, what do you guys think about it? I want to hear your feedback on it. It's good. I don't. But here's the deal. I'm going to be straight up with you. I can't yeah. judge Christmas music. The public judges Christmas music. I can judge all other type of music. Hey, I respect you. Because the, the, because like the there's not like saying that there's a formula like there's I can't speak to like the emotional expectations that somebody has for a Christmas record. And at the same time, like it's hard to not make them corny, but you kind of want to be corny. It's like this whole, you like, you like have to be corny. It's like, it's, but it all works. And it's such a vibe. I don't know. So I think it also depends. Like there's some like, just like grumpy people that just hate Christmas. There's some like, really like, there's some Grinches out there that just don't love Christmas. And 
But um, I love it, dude. We all love it so much. And that's why we were like, we originally were going to do a cover of Christmas song. And, and we were like, you know what? We're, we're so creative and we're so talented in so many different ways. Like, well, let's just do an original and just, it was more so like, you know, we want to see everything do well. And, but we're not, we're not like, oh, we have to like, you know, it's, it, we just love doing this. We just love creating it and, and doing that stuff. So like, this is just our passion. And, and if it goes, it goes. That's amazing. Creatively, like, what were you going for? I mean, like, how do you, like, how do you start a session for a Christmas song? And I've asked this question of a few people who make Christmas music. Yeah. Well, I- you start, you start with some little like jingle bells and some and some like like we uh we we did some piano. We we actually like we were working on a, a Christmas song before this one that we recorded, and it was a completely different vibe. And we started with it, it was like some piano, some guitar, um, a little like. Tanger, is it a tangerine like a little thing like you know you a little shaker I, I, I don't even know the name of it but um and we we ended up just like not vibing so we like completely switched the whole vibe of the song and did something completely different um but yeah it just and that was the christmas out of everything but like my music i i started with making the beat um uh like about like, kind of like what vibe we're feeling if it's like r&b ballad you know like pop whatever it may be um, and then we, then we start with like some melodies, just like humming stuff. And, and then we put, if we find melodies that we like, we put words to the melodies. So what do you have to say to people that think you're just another social media star that wants to be a musician? I mean, everyone has an opinion. I just mm-hmm. say, I mean, I just want people to vibe with me. If they vibe with me, then they do. If they don't, then it doesn't really bother me. I didn't, you know, I don't really, I'm not really a person that like tries to like prove my point in, in any situation or anything. I, I know I'm an artist and, and I know I'm, you know, not degrading anybody, but I know I'm more than just an influencer. You know, I, I know I'm, I'm talented and I know um, I, I have a career in music and, and I want people to see that and follow the journey. And if not, they don't, they don't have to, you know. Is that the forever music? Um, I mean, I'm a person that loves doing it all. You know, I would eventually love to get in, into like, you know, the theatrical side of everything, like the, the acting and modeling and, and stuff like that. So um, eventually, I, you know, I, I love doing everything. Um, but there's obviously so much you can do at one time. So do you want a record deal? Do you want to do it all yourself out of the house? Um, I, I have mixed, mixed emotions about record labels and, and, and stuff like that. I, as of right now, I'm just working solo. Um, I feel like I, I can be pretty successful at, at solo, but like, you know, I obviously I can't do everything myself. I, I'm eventually going to have to bring someone in to help, whether that may be, you know, like, a distro deal or like signing. I would rather like, if I'm going to do like a deal like a, uh, with a label, I would want to do more like, like a 50, 50, like a partnership deal instead of like a 360 deal. You know um, I would rather, you know, go in with me, like not fully de- uh, depending on them. Like we can, you know, be partners in, in, in what we're working on. Wait. So you mentioned gray. Did, wait, is that who you worked with? Gray, the duo? No, there was a, so if you're talking about the Christmas song or my stuff, I mentioned a guy named Glenn Travis, and then there's uh, the Grays. Um, They're called the Grays. It's a, it's a, it's a pop trio. It's two brothers and a sister. They're not like known yet. Like they're not like really like big, but they're, they're amazingly talented. Check out. No, uh, I, because this is clearly an emerging music scene that I need to be, I got to get my finger on the pulse. Yeah. Now you say you want to do everything. I've been looking at all your boxing videos. What's what's the future? Are you get, are you going to be the next one to get in there with Jake? Can you please kick Jake Paul's ass? I'll fund your training. 
Dude, it's actually I, I don't I I don't think I would uh ever fight Jake. Me, I actually train with him. He's my neighbor. I I've sparred with him. I've uh, I've been in training camp with him. He's a, an amazing friend of mine. He's a great fighter. Um, yeah, I think we're just too close to actually fight. I don't know. I would rather fight on the same card as him, like as in like I'll fight the undercard of him and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean fighting has has been a passion for me. I've been fighting for for many years now, so it's just. It's kind of always been low key. I've just been kind of like posting more about it now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jake, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've sparked with him. I've been in camp with him. He's, he's getting good. And I think a lot of people sleep on him, to be honest with you. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. I would not want to get in a ring with him. He would drop me faster than Nate Robinson. I'd be <laughs> out in a second. I don't know if you guys saw the video, like the compilation that he put on his Instagram recently of him, you know, knocking all those people out. I was there for most of those knockouts. Like, I mean, he's, he's getting in there with people that are like, heavyweight like 17 and 0 like people and like it's he's an animal but like like the nate like i feel like he didn't even really get to sh like showcase his skills with, with like nate because i know he's a great fighter and i've seen him like actually you know go with someone mm -hmm. and like nate you know not to knock anything he, he has someone i give him so much respect for stepping even stepping in the ring like i don't think people understand like how much pressure you actually have to how much pressure it is and like how much of a man you have to be just to step in the ring like whether you suck at fighting and you just completely get your ass whipped it takes so much to just get in the ring. And, um, but you know, whenever you have someone just wildly coming at you, just swinging, there's not really a whole lot you can do. Like there's just, you know, you cover up and you, you, you do what you got to do, but it's just kind of sloppy. It's all over the place. So, but that, that is, I, I was hoping he would put up a better fight and he would get to showcase like he is an actual fighter. I, you know, I think a lot of people, that's what, that's what's hard with like, with like being an influencer and trying to step into something that's so mainstream, like music or like fighting or anything. It's like, no one can take you seriously. That's why like I've took it, I've taken so long to like really like work on my music and, and find my sound and, and put something out there that isn't some like cheesy, like social media music. It's like actual music. Um, and, and like, cause I really want to like step out of that. Like I'm always going to do social media stuff. I love it. I love creating content and I love, you know, making these kids days, but like I, I just have such a strong passion for music and I want to be taken serious in it. You know, I just had another question about the boxing as someone who's friends with Jake, you also box. Who do you want to see him fight next? Who do I want to see him fight next? I, I am so ready for the KSI fight. I'm ready to watch him drop KSI. I know it's going to happen. Um, and also, I saw recently that Austin McBroom called out Jake, and Jake kind of called him back out and stuff like that. So, like, I'm super curious to see that. I'm, I'm super curious to see all of it. Dude, I, I want to see Jake get in there with a the fighter because I just think I, – I don't think many YouTubers or influencers have a chance – Obviously, the professional athlete tried. That didn't work out well for Nate. So, like, I would love to see him get in there with McGregor. They get that so confused. It's like Nate is an amazing athlete. But yeah. because you're an amazing athlete does not mean you're a great fighter. That's what people forget. Like, you can have great stamina, great everything. But as soon as you get in the ring with someone that is a, is a great fighter, you you just – it's just not the same thing. It, it's – you know, dunking a basketball and playing football and, you know, catching balls and stuff like that. It's, it's a lot different than, than, you know, there's, there's athletes that get in the ring and they're winded after one round because it's a different type of cardio. It's a different type of, 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 of a sport, honestly. Totally. And that is why I am actively searching for an athlete to sponsor who believes they can kick Jake Paul's ass and I will proud. No, I'm, I'm definitely sure, you know, even the greatest lose sometimes and, and not mm. even to like even give him that card, but like, I'm sure there's someone out there that, that can.
come up. But Jake, well, well, will for, with all due respect to Jake Paul, he d- he needs to get his ass whooped for life because he's still grossly irresponsible and immature and denying things like COVID and trying to convince kids to drop out of school and give him money. Like y- the only way you realize that those are terrible things to do, even yeah. if you don't mean them deep down and you're doing them just for attention, is by yeah. getting your ass whooped. So again, if there's I feel that, and I think I think to like kind of speak on that a little bit, you know, not that I not that I support that or, or anything like, like that, but I think that's also, you know, people people grow up a little later than others, and and I think it's just like a learning process, you know, like especially whenever you're thrown into this, you know, so early, and and you have the mindset that he had, like that him and his brother are, it's like a blessing and a curse. It's like they're so like they they kill it, like they just are so like don't give a they just go after it, and they're just crazy brothers and it's like that's so great um but it's also it it gets you in a lot of trouble and um i think that you know that's what sucks is 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 having this platform and having everyone look at you and if you say one wrong thing you get completely obliterated like just ripped apart and it's like it sucks because like we're not perfect like we're not gonna say everything perfect if we were if i was expected to say everything perfect i'd be a robot i wouldn't be human you know like we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna say stuff that we weren't supposed to say or by you know and and I think that people just need to be a little bit more understanding of the pressure that we're under as well. And, and understand that like, this is, we're still kids. We're still a learning process. Like this is all so like different to normal life. But, like we, like, it's like not normal life. Cause like, we're still, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's I, like, and by the way, I don't just, dis- I totally don't disagree with you. I think like they and, and I yeah. know Logan, dude, Logan, I mean, Logan came on our show for the first time, probably eight years ago. I right, Dan. Dan Dan's a, the the timekeeper. Um, yeah. I've been doing this for too long, uh, you know. But like when he was making, you know, vines on the cam- the, the college campus in Ohio, his first trip to New York City ever. We and he is laser focused, highly passionate. He has signs all over his house, or he did, telling him he's the greatest. And yeah, yeah. And I mean, I you know, I know him. And and that is a blessing and a curse. And you become blinded to the outside world and the reality that everybody's facing. And you become like, like, like just kind of jet set on success, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like I, like I said, people get so, so blindsided by this like materialistic life. It's, it's like yeah. so caught up in this stuff. And like, you want something so bad and, and, and by like trying to get what you want so bad that you think it's so amazing. You end up losing like, like, losing yourself in that process. And, and, and that's what leads you down the wrong path. And that's what something that the Paul brothers actually struggled with that I've talked about them personally with. And like, they, they, you know, they've talked about like, they, they wish they could have done a lot of stuff different, but they also, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's a great learning experience as, well, as that, bad as it sounds, but you have to. That's it. You make a lot of mistakes, but you have to acknowledge the fact that you made mistakes so you can actively learn from them. So you don't repeat them. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you keep repeating, yeah. I mean, I, that, that's what I did, dude. I, I moved out to LA when I was 18. No, like I lived on my own just with like my best friend from Texas and one other kid. And we lived in a small ass studio apartment. Um, and I was 18. I had no parents, no discipline. I just like off for a year, dude. I, I, I was hanging out with girls. I was, you know, hanging out with friends, like completely lost my train of thought because I didn't have someone to, to, to like tell me like, what, what, yo, you're, you're doing something wrong. You're doing this, you're doing that. I was just like a hard headed, like didn't care what anyone had to say. I was just like, yo, I'm grown. I can do this. Shit. I live on my own now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, that, that, that me, dude, I, I lost a lot of money that year. I, I completely lost my train of thought and I, and I'm, I ended up moving back to Texas for almost a year, dude. 
and really gathered myself. And it was a big newsflash to me. Whenever I moved out back out to LA, um, I really found God and I, and I, and I started following God and let God be a, a big part of my life. And, and I like 360. I mean, I was never like a bad kid. Like I've never smoked or drank in my life. I've, I've, you know, I don't party or nothing. I just got kind of like so excited with this lifestyle and like, you know, the materialistic stuff, like, you know, the money and the fame and all this stuff, which really, it doesn't matter. It, so you know, what matters now? I would say like your, your, your mental health, your family, your like, because that's what a lot of people get caught up with. Is like, if you look at it, even the most successful people in life are so depressed and so sad. Like people want this fame, people want money so bad, but realistically, what, what does it do for you? You can buy nice things. I can, I, you can buy a Lamborghini. You can live in a, in a, a, a huge ass mansion in Calabasas. But it's like, if you don't, if you don't, like, if you lose yourself trying to find that, and you don't know yourself. Like, um, you, you're just, you're just a, a, a sad guy driving an expensive car. You're just a sad guy living in a big ass mansion. You're, you're not ha- like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it all really doesn't matter at the end of the day if, if you don't know your, your true self and, and love yourself. And you know, like. That's one thing that like completely like switched my life around was letting God be such a big part of my life. You know, is whenever you can just like say like, you don't care, you're just going to give your life to God. I'm a big Jesus guy. So I don't know how you guys feel, but like, you're just going to fully give your life to God and like, you know, let him control it almost. And it's like, you just live your life and like to, to the max and then you just, um, just trust in him that he'll keep you safe and you just live like worry free. I feel like that's whenever you are the happiest. Taylor, do you think people on the internet know the real you? Cause you know, we were talking about the Paul brothers and I think, the Paul brothers you see on the internet, it's, it's them in a way, but it's also a, a character of them. They're playing it up for the internet, for the entertainment side of it. Cause at the end of the day, you guys are all entertainers. You need to be entertaining. So do you feel like the internet knows the real you? Of course. And, and I think to an extent they do. Um, I feel like no one will ever fully know somebody. Um, I try to be the same person on the internet as I am in real life. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a crazy energetic, like, uh, what I was trying to think of like, it's like spontaneous kid. Like I love like everyone seeing that and, and like the great side of everything. But then again, you know, like no one completely knows me. No one knows like what's going on behind the scene and no one knows exactly, you know, everyone, everyone sees everything. And that's a problem is like everyone sees on the internet and they think they know everything. Um, but I, I try to like, you know, I, I spread the word of God on, on, on my socials. I, I, post who I am like as you know every day and and I try to just be completely myself that way like you know because like back in the day like you you worry about getting exposed for smoking or drinking or like all these little things and it's like if you just completely be yourself then there's nothing really like anyone can say or or do to like affect you to be honest with you yeah there's nothing to worry about if you're just I mean I've never I've never smoked or drank in my life anyway so like I don't really have that to hide but like that's why like you ever want to for, for, for instance like Bryce like a lot of people hated it whenever he like started posting that he smokes on his Instagram and drinks and all this stuff. But it's like, that's why like Tana is so like respected as well. It's like, she is just, she's just like, what you see is what you get, you know? And it's like, no, you have to respect that. there's no character there, but in the best way, but I think there's shades of her, but they're all, you know, they're all derived from, you know, her organic self. Yeah. But I think Bryce is very similar too, as we were talking about everybody else. You know, Bryce Bryce has these YouTube videos to make to entertain people, so he needs to play he's it up in a way. He's a great entertainer. Exactly. That's what it is. Everybody's just they're trying to entertain. Yeah. But you're gonna do it through music. So uh party, sure. drinking, crazy vlogs, not necessarily required. Yeah. I love having fun on vlogs and I love doing crazy stuff. Like still to this day, I love 
you know, I'm, I'm an athlete, so I do a lot of different things and have a lot of fun. So I love to like put that out there, but you gotta, especially with the times, you gotta kind of like minim, minimize that and be smart as well. How many songs uh, do you have ready to go? As well, you know, it's no one's ever gonna like totally be perfect. Sorry, I totally stepped on you. I wanted to know how many songs you have ready to go. How many songs do I have ready to go? Yeah. I would say I probably have a list of like, you know, some of them aren't mixed and mastered, but like for the most part, they're done. I probably have a solid like seven to 10. Wow. That's on its yeah. You know, who knows? Like I may, ch- I may make more songs and those ones get pushed back and maybe they don't ever come out, but like they're pretty much ready. Like I just um, got to get like the plan of like releasing now of, and like getting, getting ready for the drops and everything. Wow. My last question is where do you and Charlie rank on like the TikTok power couples? Hey, you know me, I'm going to say we're number one because she's great. And I feel like I'm a great, a great boyfriend. And I think that we're, I know, I know us like personally as well. So I just think that, you know, we're, we're great people and, and even greater together. Um, hey, number one in my heart, to be honest with you. Yeah, man, I saw that proposal. That was, I mean, not proposal. Jeez, don't go ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what video are you watching? I mean, damn, it should have been a proposal. Everyone was like, everyone was like, yo, like, you did this just to ask her out. Like, what are you going to do to actually like, ask her? We're going to have to go to space for me to ask her to marry him. You know I mean? like, so. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, that much work and effort to ask her out. Like, what if you do get make it to the proposal, like what the hell do you do? That was crazy. I don't even know if you saw her video of, of our one month anniversary. She went, killed it. We, we, we started, we had like this whole day. She woke me up at like four o'clock in the morning and we went and jumped out of a hot air balloon, like skydived out of a hot air balloon and then went and like shot guns and, and stuff like that. And then we went, we flew a helicopter to this like private Airbnb in the mountains of like Malibu or Calabasas where like you can't drive a car there. You have to like literally land a helicopter there to get there. And it was like so, so crazy. And it was, she, she killed it. How do you even like meet her? Like, did somebody go like, like Oh, I've told this story so many times. It's actually such a funny story. I, I met her. I ended up trying to DM her like three years ago. This is like, this has been like, an. that's why it's so crazy to me that like we're together now. I'm like, this is insane. Uh, but I ended up DMing her a while back and she was in a relationship and you know, I'm never like a person to like DM a girl to like try to hook up with her. It's like Virginia, like I want to get to like know a girl or like, you know, get to know somebody. So that's why I was like, yeah, like if you're ever in LA, like I would love to take you to lunch sometime or like dinner or something like that. She was like, I have a boyfriend, but if it's like for business opportunities then cool, like let's do it. And I was like, I was like, for sure. Like, all good. Like, would you mind if I grab your number that way? Like we can contact these year whenever you get to LA. And she was like, email me. And I was like, Oh, I was like, she shot me down hard. Like didn't even want to give me the number like at all. And I was like, dang. So I ended up, I left her on red at that point. And then, uh, <laughs> and she, she, uh, we actually met at the challenger games, like officially for the first time. Uh, we both were competing in the challenge games. I think that Logan did. And, um, uh, she was actually still in that relationship at the time. And we kind of, and I was in a relationship at the time. We just kind of met and said hello and then went about our ways. And then uh, within like the last, uh, I would say probably almost, almost last year, um, we hung out through mutual friends a few times and, and it was still like, that's why it was so organic. We didn't even hang out and think that like we're into each other or anything like that. Like it was so like just kicking it. And we slowly started hanging out more and more. 
and just that we, we had an amazing friendship before it was it was great and um there was a long time where i was so because i just got out of a relationship as well and i was so like anti-relationship so was she it was crazy and um and we like i didn't take her on dates or anything at the beginning i was so like i am so scared to open up to another girl i just keep getting my heart broken by all these girls and it's like just so terrible and um and so i didn't want to and she was like eventually like yo if you don't take me on a date i am leaving like i was like i was like oh and i was like i better like take control and so we actually we went on our first date a few months after you know like hanging out and stuff like that it was like a big thing on the internet like where we got caught on a date with mm-hmm. like a paparazzi that was actually not a date at all that's what that's what crazy that was not even a date that was supposed to be like a business meeting and it was like a comped meal i even said this in the youtube video it was like a comped meal and there was supposed to be like a whole team there and it got canceled but the meal was still comp so she was like do you and a few friends want to come just eat the food like and um none of my all my friends were actually busy so i was just like well yeah i'll go like why not cool it'd be cool to just go eat some food and they just ended up catching us there together and it looked like we were dating like on a date and it just was a big thing but we didn't even actually go on a date until like two months later like that was like our first date you, you think maybe that non-date that you were caught on kind of led to where we are now? In my relationship with her? Yeah. Like, did all this, like, the date thing, you're like, oh, well, if everybody thinks we went on a date already, might as well take her on a real one. Dude, honestly, no. It, it, no, because I was so, like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I was, like, so, like, not even, it was not of my interest at all. And... I didn't want to do that with her because I was so, A, so scared to, like, commit to something else and get my heart broken again um and also like she is amazing she's beautiful she's literally perfect in every way and like i knew that if i was to let her in like that then i would end up falling for her and i was like i just can't do that right now i gotta stay focused i whatever and just hanging out with her you know over the months it just everything changes um so yeah and she she's so awesome like she's so like understanding when it's time to work and time to split and go apart and do or do our work and she's like so like understanding about everything it was just so great i don't know it just all like the way it planned out so organic what do you learn from each other like what do you learn from her what does she learn from you because y'all are experiencing quite a life (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot we're actually so different but it's like we're different but like so much alike in the same way like it's like how they say like uh differences like collide or whatever whatever it is whatever it is but like that's that's literally us like she's so like opposite of me but yet it's so amazing um she definitely teaches me like to what it like to stay focused on like what actually matters in life like she's a big part of that like she's she is all about like putting your phone down and and and, like going out and and, like experiencing life for life you know like not all these like just like through the phone and like always being caught up on the internet and like stuff like that because then you just like really lose like what what real life is like what it's like to go out in the nature and just travel and go into the, the forest or like anything you know and then she's she's uh she's so adventurous and so amazing in those ways so like she really helps me like put my phone down a lot and like go outside and and just keep me like honestly really like straight-minded that's love man congratulations she wakes up even if she stays here she she wakes up and goes home at like eight o'clock in the morning gets her stuff done i get my stuff done and we hang out again at nighttime after we're done like it's so, so like great it's such a great thing very jealous. <laughs> hey, I, I will. We, I'll do my research. We'll find you someone. You just text me or tell me what you're gonna look for. I'll find you a great, a great girl. 
Dude, you want to be my matchmaker? I can employ you. Uh, I will literally be the greatest wingman you could ever wish for. Well, that's great because uh, Dan will not do that for me. <laughs> no, I'm a terrible wingman. I'm like, eh, whatever. But I do, Taylor, I do feel like you'd be the perfect wingman. I feel like you'd go out oh, and talk to everyone next to people. I got you. Thank you. And yeah, you attract attention. Yeah, you got good energy. Dan is more of like a standoffish person. He gives off the energy of get out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You have to have one of those friends, though. You like have to have those. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I'm pretty sure that's why Dan's friends keep <laughs> <laughs> Um, Music. We got a Christmas record on the way. There's going to be a link in the description below if you want to listen to it. You should listen to it. It really is great. Again, like, I mean, I can't wait to listen to your other stuff that's not Christmas. Yeah. Because it is a, it is such a hard song to judge, truthfully. In, in Just because I don't, like, dude, Christmas is so unique. And like I said, it's it's playing to somebody's, like, deep, deep, deep emotions. Like, for as long as you've been alive, you've been probably celebrating Christmas. So, oh, yeah. you know, you come in with, like, uh, you come in with expectations, in a sense. Uh, yeah. Before you turn it on. Yeah, but I will say, you know, the song is good. It's upbeat. It builds. It gets more exciting as the song goes on. You guys have all, like, you're singing together at the end. That's what we try to do. We tried to make it, like, not, like, super cheesy, like, Christmassy. It was, like, we want people to have fun with the song as well. Like, kind of, like, turn up. Like, it's, like, kind of fun and boppy. And Dude, Dan's a lot approved, everybody. There's a link in the description below. Come on. <laughs> the king of Christmas himself. <laughs> That's me. Taylor, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. I really appreciate you giving us time and energy. Yes, I appreciate you guys for having me. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for this opportunity. Dude, next time, let's do it in person when you have, uh, you know, the next records out. Please come and uh, hang. I would, I would absolutely love to. Appreciate you, man. You as well. God Later. bless you. Be safe. Bye. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.